Think I'll make it a decaf today. Stop, Pilgrim! What did you do with my sister? So, what can I get you? Is there anywhere you don't work? They're called jobs. Something a ball like you wouldn't know anything about. And by the way, I can't believe you asked Ramona after I specifically told you not to do that. How are you doing that with your mouth? Never mind how I'm doing it. What do you have to say for yourself? Can I get a caramel macchiato? Hello and welcome to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. My name is Eric. Sitting across from me is Arwen. We are the family-friendly podcast that talks about rated R movies. And more. And more. Uh, if you like us, come to our Facebook. We are Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. We're also on Twitter. We are at Funtime Movies One. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. You can listen to us on all the platforms in the world, including Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and more. Now let's get to the show. So anyway. I was thinking about movies this week, mm-hmm. and we watched that Everything Wrong with Cinema Sins. Yes. And uh, if you watch Cinema Sins, there's a guy out there calling himself the Birdman, mm-hmm. who sins the Cinema Sinner. I love him. He's pretty funny, um, and he makes sense because he actually watches the movies and he doesn't uh, play with. What what scenes and deleted scenes, whatever he does, because the Cinema Sins guy makes every movie seem ridiculous. Well, a movie is just that; it's a movie. It's not real life, right? And it's where you get to play with your world, play with fantasy, play with alternate realities. Yeah. Things are allowed to not make sense sometimes. But sometimes the cinema sin guy, he will omit a scene and go, "What?" And it's because cherry picking. The crap was already explained. Exactly. But instead of you going, "Well, this was explained," you add a sin to that sin count, and it's just ridiculous. And the movie we're talking about right now is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yes. Um. Another thing that he does. Is he sends stuff that he likes. Yeah. And it's like, really? And he says boner. <sighs> Jeremy says boner. <laughs> so, anyway. Nice. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Rated PG-13. 2010. 1 hour, 52 minutes. Directed by Edgar Wright. Starring Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Kieran Culkin. Anna Kendrick. At all. Yes, there's a lot of well-known names in this. Yeah, well-known names now, but back in back 2010... Back then, no. I mean, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza was in Parks, Parks and Rec, Rec at this mm-hmm. point. But she hadn't had a movie career. No. So I think this is, might be her first film. And Michael Sarah was in uh, Arrested Development. Yeah. But, and, like, Brandon Routh really wasn't a thing. Um, Brie Larson wasn't a thing. Yeah, in fact, I didn't even know I watched a Brie Larson film before Captain Marvel. I know. In fact, I think I've watched a couple Brie Larson films and without knowing that she's in it. realizing it, yeah. Because she's uh, background setting. She's just this generic pretty girl in every movie I see her in. Mm-hmm. And that's what she is in this, too. Kind of. Kind of. Um, anyway, it starts off and we get the uh, 8-bit Universal logo theme song Mm -hmm. and all that and then we meet all the people so bill Hader, he's the narrator in this movie 
Um, in fact, he's the narrator for everything in this movie, including the video game. Okay. Um, that weird Dance Dance Revolution yeah, the Ninja DDR game. game. Yeah. Uh, we're set in Toronto, Canada. Um, this before I start, this is an adaptation of a book, graphic uh, novel a series book, right? of yeah, a series of six graphic novels. And uh, the weird thing is, is that only the first uh, the first book had come out when when this they decided movie, to make a movie. Yeah, when this movie happened, seems a little. Uh jumping the gun and so what they do is they kind of co-write the movie together even though there's a lot of differences in the book Mm -hmm. especially in the later volumes and the ending um but other than that it's pretty solid maybe that's why this didn't do as well in this in the box office because the series hadn't been completed well that and uh it's just a film that like nobody knew what it was about, mm-hmm. even though it's explained in the comic or in the in the trailer. It's almost over explained in the trailer that it's Scott Pilgrim fighting a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Now maybe it's because it's Scott Pilgrim and it's Michael Sarah, mm-hmm. and none of these people have really driven a movie before, so. And this seemed to be kind of a, a newer concept, too, because it's it's like a real world peppered with video game yes. overlays. Yeah, there's so many video game type Easter eggs in this movie that we're not even going to talk about all of them. We'll talk about a couple. Um, so right off the bat, we're supposed to just automatically know who Scott Pilgrim is, what's he what's he's all about. And I like the way they did that. Mm-hmm. We're just jumping right in. We meet uh, Steven and Kim yeah. and young Neil and they're all talking about Scott's uh new girlfriend new girlfriend her name is Knives mm-hmm. Knives Chow yep she's asian she's, she's a 17 17 year old schoolgirl mm-hmm. which in Canada I think 15 is age of consent is it yeah so it's not that out of you know, out yeah, of the ballpark. Uh, it's a five-year difference because he's 22. Yeah, but we did find out that she's actually three years older than Michael Sarah, right? In, in real life, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. So, yeah, we meet the band, meet Knives. Knives shows up. She's going to watch them play, mm-hmm. you know. He says, here, let me take your coat. She takes her coat and then he just dumps Drops it on the it. floor. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's so many... There's a hanger in the back. There's so many weird sight gags in this movie that... If you're not watching the movie, like if you're just watching the movie through your phone, like just like you're wa- oh, looking gosh. at your phone and then just glancing up mm-hmm. at the movie, stuff is said that you probably heard, but there are sight gags mm-hmm. that you will not see. Mm-hmm. I-, I love the name of the band. Yes. The name of the band is Sex Bob-omb. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Babam is from Mario, right? Yeah. Yeah. The little wind up bombs. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what I thought. I love the music in this movie, and I found out that uh, Beck wrote all of Sex Bob-omb's music. That makes sense why they're they're good songs. Yeah. They play that first song, and you're if you don't like music, you're not going to like this movie. If you don't like video games, this movie ain't for you. Right. Um, if you don't understand fantasy, role-playing, video games, 
I don't. I, you're you're not. You were born in the 14th century. <laughs> so Knives is just blown away by this song, and like Knives sits down next to Neil, and he goes, "Hi, I'm Young Neil," and he's always addressed as Young Neil. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, cool. You're part of the band. What do you play?" And he goes, "You know, Tetris, Zelda." Yeah. You know. That's all about. I, I thought that was really funny. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> and you find out that Kim is upset with Scott, but you don't know why. She's just all She's grumpy. always angry with him, yeah. Maybe it's because she's a redhead and gingers are weird. No. I'm sure it is. We find out why later. <laughs> Scott goes home. He's got a gay uh, roommate named Wallace. Mm-hmm. This is Kieran Culkin. Yes. And... He is the brother of Mr. Home Alone himself. Mr. Macaulay Culkin. Yes. I actually enjoy a lot of Karen Culkin when I see him. Me too. He's a really good actor. Yeah, he's he's usually somebody that just blends in with an ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really see him star in a movie. I don't think he's ever starred in a movie. I don't think so. But when he, you see him, you go... He's a good supporting actor. Yeah, when you see him, you go, oh, hey, I like that guy. <laughs> So I don't think I've seen him in anything recently. So it's been a while. I don't. I don't remember. Like, I feel like he should pop up in one of those Ryan Murphy series, but he never does. Yeah. So Scott says, you know, hey, by the way, I'm dating a high school girl, and you know, don't tell my sister. And then immediately the phone rings. Yeah, yeah. And he immediately gets out his flip phone. Yeah. I, I gotta say, I love that. There's like regular phones like yes. wall mounted phones in this yeah there's some landlines going every on. time that that the phone rings it, it like does a bring or yeah. something you know or oh yeah ring. there's animations throughout this yeah. whole movie and they're all hand-drawn by the way i found Are that they? out yeah uh but like we call it onomatopoeia you know like bring mm-hmm. kapow thud things like that that's onomatopoeia and uh yeah, she calls him and she's like, "What the heck, Scott? You mm-hmm. got a you got a teenage girlfriend?" He goes, "How did you find out?" Wallace told me. "What? Just now? I just told him." <laughs> you know. And and she's played by Anna Kendrick and I think her name is Stacy. Yes, yeah. Stacy. So Stacy's just this person. I mean, she's she's funny. Mm-hmm. She's not really fleshed out in the movie. Um she kind of is in the book. Everybody in this movie, except for maybe Michael Patel and Stacy and Julie, have kind of a fleshed out character, mm-hmm. even though they're not on screen for very long. Yes. But, you know, Scott's life's in flux. He, uh, he's, he's been broken up with this girl for a year now, mm-hmm. and he's been sad, so uh, Knives is his rebound. Yeah. I, I, called, I called Wallace the cool gay roommate. Oh yeah, he's. Just I want to live with Wallace. <laughs> Everything he has is organized. Yeah, and he's witty. Oh yeah, he's clever. Yeah, I liked him a lot in this. Um, they do like this thing. Like Scott picks up knives at the gate of the school, mm-hmm. and Wallace is like, "Oh, this sucks. We shouldn't even be here." He goes, well, I think boys go to this school, too. He's like, you're not funny. You know, <laughs> something like that. And uh, and so he meets Knives, and then he tells her to uh, run away. He says, you're too good for him. Yeah. Yeah, run. 
<laughs> and then there's kind of a, like a montage of them going places, and there it's these quick cuts and these swipes. Much it's like, like a fluid conversation, yeah. but the background scenery is what changes. Always different. Yeah. And they end up at this weird game. Um, it's a basically it, it's, a DDR. It looks like Dance Dance Revolution, except it's ninjas, and they use your their hands, but there's no controllers in their hands. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's like motion control. I don't know anything about this game this, other than it's ninjas, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, the, this movie is, you know, not in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they show them shopping at Goodwill, getting pizza. Music store. They go to the music store where, you know, we finally meet Julie, who's this girl that I think works at Everywhere. Yeah, she's at the coffee shop later, too. Yeah, and she's a stagehand at one of the mm-hmm. uh, the things. So she's it's just, just a foil. Yeah, she just walks around and gets jobs wherever she can, I guess. And uh, Julie's asked, you know, about Clash at Demon Head and... And she goes, why don't you look for Clash at Demon Head? And it's like, oh, be calm, Julie. Be calm. No, it was, thanks, Julie. Yeah. Thanks, Julie. Yeah. <laughs> and so this this interaction between him and Knives ends abruptly because he goes into, like, a dream state in a desert. Yeah, but before that, um, a little bit before that, they talk a little bit about Clash of Demon Head. Yeah. And he goes, nah, I, I dated her once. She's, she's, you know, vapid. Mm-hmm. And then later on the street, they're talking, and Knives is like, I've never even kissed a guy. And, yeah. And Scott's like, me either. Mm-hmm. They're very platonic in a way, like almost like friend zoned. Mm-hmm. She's in love with him, but he's kind of like, eh. This is just playtime. We've hugged, but we haven't held hands yeah. kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to... I haven't kissed her yet. You know, things like that. Then he goes into this weird dreamland state where he's in a desert and he goes, I'm so alone, you know? Yeah. And he's sad. Yeah. You can just tell that he's a sad kid. Yeah, yeah. And then this this girl skates by and says, you're not alone. And she just keeps going. Yeah. And then he wakes up. And and he's he's like sits up real quick, and then Wallace sits up right next to him, and I'm like, oh, he's sleeping with Wallace in the same bed, and then another guy gets up, and his name is Scott too, so they call him Other Scott, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's, Wallace's it's just funny. boyfriend, yeah, Wallace's boyfriend. So it's weird that he sleeps in the same bed with Wallace and his boyfriend. Well, it's a basically a one room apartment, and uh, there's only one bed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that, we we, uh, we visit Ramona. We know who she is now. Mm-hmm. They they get her name. He held up that picture, that squiggle picture. Oh yeah, at the party. Is that where it was? Yeah. But yes, first that he one sees dude. her. Yeah. He sees her at the uh, the library. The library, and knives, who looks like a hurt kitten. Mm-hmm. Almost most of this movie. Looks at him and looks at her and he goes, do you know that girl? And he's like, um... And he never finishes sentences. Well. <laughs> but he's invited to a party. Goes to the party. Holds up that hand-drawn picture. Yes. Goes, have you seen this girl? Oh, yeah, that's Ramona. Yeah. <laughs> and she's right over there. The picture looks nothing like Ramona. Yeah, the first time I actually noticed Mary Elizabeth Winstead was in a movie called Death Proof. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think I'd... I didn't think I had seen her before that. Probably hadn't yet. Because... We had watched Scott Pilgrim by this point. No. No, we watched Death Proof before... Because really? Grind, Grindhouse came out in like 2008. Oh, okay. So, Death Proof was yeah, before that. Yeah. But I didn't recognize her. Mm-hmm. And I barely recognize her when she's in anything else. She's recently been in a season of Fargo. Was she? Yeah. And most recently she was in that Birds of Prey movie. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, I couldn't point her out in a crowd. I just couldn't. I've always recognized her now. I just, sometimes I'm like, who is that? Yeah. Because she's grown up a lot. She still looks similar, of course. Yeah. So Scott stalks her. Like, Scott talks to her first and says some lame stuff about Pac-Man being Puck-Man. But Americans thought that maybe they could vandalize it and make the P into an F. And then it'd be something else, man. Yes. But uh, she finds that lame, and he goes, oh, that's the end of this conversation then, and then he walks away. <laughs> we also find out during this his hunt that uh, there there's the rumor train. Oh, yeah. Because Ramona leaves. Everybody's he, he talking talks. about her. Yeah, and we find out that she's American. She's American. She's from New York, probably. Mm-hmm. She's done this. She's done that. She's broken up with so-and-so and whatnot and have you where you go what 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 you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and uh so we cut back to home and wallace shows up drunk yes and he's like i think i like this ramona chick and he's like well you should break up with knives and she's too good for you or something like that mm-hmm no phone in sight. Yeah. Wallace passes out, and then the phone rings, and it's Stacy again going, you're dating another girl? Yeah. What? <laughs> Who told you that? Wallace, just now. How? He's passed out. <laughs> Wallace, how do you have this power? Um, so, so she kind of gives him an earful, and, uh, and then it's the next morning. Scott's on the internet. For apparently the first time in his entire life, because <laughs> he goes, how do you how do you find Amazon.ca? Well, you type in Amazon.ca. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, hey, I got an email. Yeah, it does the you've got mail, and I was yeah. like, oh, I haven't heard that in years. America <laughs> Online is still in Toronto in 2010. <laughs> um, but he gets his first challenge. Yeah, through an email. From Matthew Patel. Mr. Matthew Patel. He kind of skims the email. Yeah. Mentions the seven X's and, and he's, he's like, like, this is boring. This is so, so boring. <laughs> the amount of apathy that Scott has throughout this whole entire movie mm-hmm. makes you go, are we supposed to like him or hate him? Right. I don't get it. Yeah, and in this, uh, in between this interaction, we found out that uh, he had broken up with, you know, they go through kind of a list of girls that he had broken up with, and one of them was Kim, the drummer. Yeah. And he's like, but she's all right with it. And then they kind of cross-cut over to her, giving him a look. 
Yeah. And it's like, clearly it's not okay. No. <laughs> no, she's been pining after him for years, apparently. Or at least just angry about yeah. the whole thing. Let's see here. So he orders a package on Amazon. Yes. And then he goes and sits down in front of the door, and Wallace is like, are you waiting for the package? Yeah. It's Saturday, though. Yeah. And he's like, it's not going to ship until Monday. Mm-hmm. And then the, then the knock on the door. Yep. And it's Knives. And it happens to be Knives. Mm-hmm. And so we have our second Knives and Scott montage. Yes. Where he doesn't break up with her, it's but he really should. It's really awkward. He, yeah. You can tell he's off. Yeah, he's like kind of aloof the whole time. She's just a giddy schoolgirl mm-hmm. the whole time. And she's not catching on. Right. And the girl who plays Knives, she's in Glow. Yes. Uh, right now, the TV show on Jenny. Netflix. And she's still really hot. I don't care. She's just <laughs> hot. Um, I didn't realize it was the same girl. Yeah, I, I knew it. I, I just forgot to tell you. You or, might have, you might have told me. I might I have just told you, and you'd have just been like, "Yeah, I don't give a sh." Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Sex Bob-omb gets a gig. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna be uh, doing the Battle of the Bands. Yes. And they ask Scott a question. He has to pee, so he goes to pee. You see a pee bar, and it, it's full, and then it depletes. Yeah. And then he watches his hands kind of. Not well. Very badly. Like, in in the age of pandemic, it'd be like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that's kind of a fun little nod to video games, too. Yeah. Well when, well, when he opens the bathroom door, you see lockers. Like, school lockers. Yes. And he's like, what the heck? And he uh-huh. walks out into the hallway, looks to his right, and Ramona is skating down the hallway. And so he follows her around a corner... And around the corner is the front door to where he lives. Mm -hmm. And so he immediately wakes up and goes to answer the door right before she knocks on the door. Uh So I like that. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that we're in some kind of mind trippy thing that you don't know what's real yet. Yeah. And you probably won't know what's real at all. Mm -hmm. So he tries to ask her out and she's like, no, will you sign for this package? And he extends it out. And it was like, well, just hang out with me. Yeah. And she goes, if I say yes, will you just sign for this package? And he immediately takes it really fast, signs it. And tosses it over his head. It lands in the waste paper basket. And if you want to go on YouTube uh, to find deleted scenes and uh, the gag reel. Yeah. He must have done this 44 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember the exact number, but it, it, it was a lot. lot of takes. It was a lot. But they did it in one take mm-hmm. when it finally got done. Yeah. So there's no movie magic where he just throws it and uh, somebody else drops it into the basket. Yeah. He did the whole thing himself. It just took him a while. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Scott and Ramona hang out. Yes. Um, they're on this swing set, and uh, it starts to snow really bad, kind of. Not really, but yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't see it snowing. I've been in bad snow where I can't see. That was a very light snow. Oh, yeah. But anyway, they go to Ramona's house. Yeah, she explains that the reason that he sees her in his dreams is because there's a uh, subspace highway that runs through his head. Yeah. And it, like 
takes three minutes to get to wherever through this. Yeah, she says you can travel like three miles in 13 seconds or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, I've, I forgot Canada doesn't have that. Yeah. And I was like, that's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in the book, her purse, Scott goes into her purse to go through the subspace highway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's explained a whole lot better in the book, but... It's at least explained in the movie. Yeah, it's it's a side note, really. If you're not paying attention, you won't catch it. Right. There's a lot of things she does, like when she grabs her neck and she kind of feels her neck, Mm -hmm. and and you're like, oh, what's wrong with her? Well, you find out later why. Mm -hmm. They go to a door with a little star on the door. Yes. Right. And they go through subspace to get there. She drags him basically, like you see him like hanging on for dear life and looking straight down Uh or down at his feet. And they go to the door. It's Ramona's home. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's cold, so she's going to make him tea. Yes. And then she lists off... All the tea. All the teas. And he goes, there's more than one? Yeah. She goes, well, well, how about some sleepy time? <laughs> he actually said, did you make some of those up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they make sleepy time. And she's like, uh, do you want a blanket? And he's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, because he's sitting there shivering. So she goes to get him a blanket, but instead she changes her clothes, or at least her top, and she he walks probably, in on her. Yeah, she was probably going to just get a, a sweater on. Yeah. Well, he walks in on her, and she's, you know, got her bra on, and that's about it. It is kind of funny. Uh, she's like, dude, and he puts his hands up over his eyes, which makes all of the screen go black. Yeah, our POV is yes. his POV. Yeah. Almost throughout the whole movie. Yeah, and uh, he, she then, like, gets closer to him. Well, she and she's like, is this better? And he's like, yeah, what is that? And he opens his eyes, and she's hugging him. I'm yeah. like, you can't tell that a human girl is hugging you? <laughs> it's It's been a while. <laughs> Still. Uh, but, yeah, he he's happy with that. But then he's like, uh, you want to do it? And she's like, uh-huh. And so there's, they're making out. And then she goes, nah, I don't want to do it. You can I sleep liked, here, though. Yeah, I liked this scene. She's like, you know what? I changed my mind. And yeah. he's like, okay, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I think I just needed the cuddling. <laughs> you know? And I was like, that's how it's done. Yeah. <laughs> but they just sleep together. Mm-hmm. Um, he thinks he got to first and a half base. Because in the next scene, he goes home and it's like Seinfeld noises. Yes. Like the Seinfeld theme. And then there's a laugh track. Yeah, it's like when Kramer shows up. Yeah. It kind of reminded me loosely of this scene in um, Natural Born Killers. Oh, yeah. Where Woody Harrelson shows up and there's a laugh track. But everything's dark and scary. But they're still laughing. Mm -hmm. Rodney Dangerfield plays like the pedophile dad. Oof. Yeah, it, it's dark. Yeah, it's, it's real dark. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember that happening. And then they, they kill Rodney Dangerfield and run off in a car. That's right. But none of that happens in this movie. No, 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 no. This is all funny. He does... Uh, uh, Wallace does say he needs to break up with knives. Again. And that if he doesn't do it soon, he's going to tell Ramona. Yes. So they go, it's time for the Battle of the Bands. Yep. No? What? Uh, I think we skipped that. Ramona comes no, to the Battle of the Bands. No, we totally skipped that. Wallace, the whole Wallace breakup with knives. So. Well, that doesn't matter. We're they, out of order. Yeah, That's all. Yeah, they came and he, he, they 
they cuddle um they go right to the rocket okay and then uh they're they're playing after this other band and they're like how are we ever gonna you know uh how are we ever going to go up against this band that was just on? They had yeah, a woman and drummer too. What are they too. called? Crash and the Boys. Yes, and, but they had a, a girl, a little girl drummer. Yeah, she's a little Asian girl. Uh-huh. She flipped them all She off. flips everybody off. <laughs> she looks angry too. And they have the these like three second songs. Yes. This one's called "I'm So Sad and You Should Be Too." I'm so sad. <laughs> um, in the book, they they play a song that puts everybody to sleep. Oh. Intentionally. Oh. And then Matthew Patel shows up to beat everybody mm-hmm. up. But anyway, what happens here is Crash and the Boys are awesome. They sing a couple really awesome songs. Then it's time for um, Sex Babom to go up. But Knives and Ramona are sitting together. Also in this scene, uh, Wallace is hitting on Stacy's uh, boyfriend. Boy, mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. Yeah. And eventually we see Stacy's boyfriend with Wallace. Yeah, and Stacy's like, not again. Right. But <laughs> Ramona goes, how did you guys meet, you know, to, yeah. to Knives? And so she starts to tell the story. And then when they announce that Sex Bob-Bomb's coming on, she kind of lingers off and she goes, really? That's the end of your story? Yeah, it was just like her and her mom were on the bus. Yeah. Me and my mom were on the bus, and then, uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, they get up on stage. Knives passes out. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just overcome with emotion. <laughs> I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> and uh, Sex Bob-omb sings uh, a Garbage Man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very uh, interesting song. <laughs> And then through the roof comes Matthew Patel. Yes. Our first evil ex. Mm-hmm. He is a uh, man of Indian descent. And then they start fighting. Oh, actually, he's like, comes through and he's like saying some kind of monologue. He's monologuing. And then uh, Scott's like, what should I do? Yeah, what, what should I do? What should <laughs> I do? And Wallace is there for him. Yeah, Wallace goes, fight! Uh-huh. <laughs> And so he blocks Matthew Patel, and he easily defeats Matthew Patel, oh, by yeah. the way. Um, there's a Bollywood-style song in the middle of this, mm-hmm. and then uh, he knocks him, he knocks him out well, and gets coins. Matthew, uh, Matthew destroys, like, for real, kills the oh, yeah. other band. Yeah, he totally, like, laser blasts, uh, <laughs> what's yeah. his name? Something in the boys. Crash in the boys. Crash in the boys. Yeah, they're and, gone. And they're just dead. Disintegrated. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Sex Babom, they, uh, they won, won. The, uh, <laughs> the, the battle. Yep. Um, but he was Ramona's seventh grade boyfriend for about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. That is the story. Yes. He sings a song. Scott wins. <laughs> Patel turns into coins. Yes. I love he's like, that. He's like, hey, coins. He picks them all up. He goes, 240 <laughs> That's not even enough to, for the bus ride home. <laughs> so that's what happens when you defeat a level one boss. Yeah. Yeah. Level one's not going to get you very many 
things. Then this part happens with the Seinfeld music. Yes. I'm not even going to talk about it. Wallace wants to go see Lucas Lee. We do see that part. Which is Chris Evans. Yes. Chris Evans. It's probably after Fantastic Four. Yeah, it's definitely after Fantastic Four, but I'm trying to, like, I can't think of anything else he's been in other than these Marvel movies. Like, I can't think of anything he's been in. Please hold. Because I think there's something that uh, we were like, oh, I'm surprised he was in this. He was in The Losers, I think. Like, he's only done comic book movies in my brain. Well, he's been in 52 things. Okay. Ooh. Name three things before Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I'm just going to throw this out here because it, it's the first thing that popped up, but he's rumored to play Orin in Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. He's in Knives Out. <laughs> That's after. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about before. I know. Oh, yeah, he was in Not Another Teen Movie in 2001. That's He right. did the whipped cream scene. Uh, he was on an episode of Boston Public. Wow. Ooh, he was really young looking there. Da, 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 da. Cellular. London. Fierce People. Them Fantastic Four. The Nanny Diaries. He voiced uh, Casey in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie in 2007. Oh, yeah, there were two Fantastic Four movies, weren't there? Yep. Wow, Battle for Terra. So he was only in Fantastic Four movies that I ever saw. Yeah, I think this. so. Because I wouldn't well, have watched any of that other stuff except for yeah. another teen movie. Yeah, so, like, Scott Pilgrim was 2010, and then the first Captain America movie was 2011. Yeah. So this is right before he started the Marvel kick. So he was in his America's butt you know yes like shape so oh we get a spike tv reference do we yeah when uh when wallace turns on the tv it's on spike tv oh, and uh it's it's that. uh lucas lee is doing a scene inside a phone booth he goes you'll have about three seconds before blah 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 mm-hmm. which is something that he repeats in every movie apparently because when he's in this next movie when they show this scene he says almost the exact same line. And then he says the exact same line to Scott. Mm-hmm. So Scott goes ahead and breaks up with knives. Yes. And he's on the bus. He's kind of looking sad. And they, I like how they did the scene. It was awesome. Um, you know, it's, it's multiple cuts on one and it's kind of going through and you see sad knives and sad scott separately and then you see ramona and then happy scott right so but it was done it was shot really well put together well yeah and so oh and ramona's hair is blue now yes which he's not happy about uh apparently she changes her hairstyle every couple weeks yes so there you go with that. that he needs to get used to it yeah they have an awkward kind of date where he cooks her food, but it's just garlic bread, it's apparently. Garlic bread. And she goes, you know, garlic bread, it'll make you fat. And he goes, garlic bread makes you fat? Uh-huh. Bread makes you fat. Oh, bread makes you fat? And she's like, looks at him like, what? He doesn't seem like he's in the real world anyway. He's so. not. Yeah. And so they decide that they're going to go to find Wallace, who's at this movie set. Yes. She doesn't know whose movie it is. 
Um, I don't think he she realized that's where they were going either. Yeah, because he's like, not. let's just go for a walk. Yeah, and so he was well, going. Well, they they were talking about his hair and how he cuts his own hair because of his breakup with Envy. Yes. So he's wearing a hat, and she goes, "Why are you wearing a hat?" Oh, we're gonna go for a walk. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So they go to this old castle. It's pretty cool looking. They're shooting a movie here. Oh yeah, who's in the movie? Oh, Lucas Lee. Oh, oh. We should leave. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Wallace has a really great line here. Yeah. He, he says, I want to have his adopted babies. Yes. <laughs> I want to have his adopted babies. <laughs> when Lucas Lee comes out of his trailer, they're playing the universal theme again. Yes. And you know, the part where it goes bomb, bomb. He, uh, he cracks does, his neck yeah. like, side to side. He goes crack, crack. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was clever. It's funny. Um, Edgar Wright does everything right in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not too many movies where I could say it's probably perfectly shot. Nothing should change other than most Edgar Wright movies. <laughs> the World's End, not my favorite yeah. of that whole trilogy, but Shaun of the Dead is the perfect zombie film. Oh, I love that, that one. You know, so we got that going on for us. And so we find out that Lucas Lee is the second evil ex. Yes. They dated for a little while as well in the ninth grade. Yeah. And uh, he was a wimp back then. Oh, they they uh, they destroyed stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And. No. That was, was that him? was Todd. Never mind. One of them punched a hole into the moon. It was, was that Todd? Todd? Never mind. Todd. Um, by the way, when Matthew Patel goes to, to fight Scott, he's holding up one finger mm-hmm. as he's diving towards him. When Lucas Lee points at Scott, he's holding up two fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, Just little nods to their numbers. There's a number three on Todd's shirt. Mm-hmm. And when they go to a club and Roxy shows up, there's a number four on the club. So mm-hmm. there you go. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, they number themselves. So, uh, Lucas Lee has about five or six stunt doubles yeah. that Scott has to go through first. Yep, so he fights all them. Scott almost loses this fight yes. on several occasions, so it's not as easy of a fight as it was with Mm-mm. Michael Patel, Matthew Patel. But what he does here is he uses a cunning uh, thought pattern. Yes. And he tricks Lucas because Lucas's ego is so big that he basically does the, are you chicken to him? Yeah. And to defeat him, there's this spiraling type staircase down uh, in Lucas's skateboarder. Yeah. So he challenges him to go down, down this. And it's interesting. They give a speed, uh, a speed counter. Yeah. As he's going down, and he's almost at 300 miles per hour when he gets kilometers per hour. Oh yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Canadian. <laughs> uh, but he he's at this really high speed, and he's getting to the bottom, and he just crashes, and you see all these coins. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of my favorite parts in this fight is like when he does look at the rail. Scott looks at the rail, and he goes. Uh, you're a good skateboarder. He's like, of course I am. <laughs> and he goes, uh, K- 
can you do a thingy on that rail? You know, a skateboard thingy? <laughs> and uh, he's like, a grind? Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course I can. It's a little steep. He's hey. like, there's 200 steps there. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like okay, if you, if you think you can't do it. And then he does it, and then he explodes and mm-hmm. stuff. It was pretty funny. So Envy calls Scott. Yes. She has like this... Bored white girl sound? Well, it's more film noir kind of speaking. Uh, yeah, I guess it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, because it's overly dramatic and a little weird. Mm-hmm. And I've seen her, how she looks normally, and she usually doesn't have the Renee Zellweger pucker face. No, I think that was but put in on this, in this. she does. And then uh, they have a conversation, and she invites him to the show, I think, at this yeah, point. Yeah, she's back in Toronto. She's yeah. doing a show. She invites him there. So he's walking along just like normal, mm-hmm. and something hits him from behind. Stands up. Something hits him from the front. Yes. Something keeps hitting you, him. You see like this, this black smoke eventually. Yeah. And, and it then, looks like it's in fours as well. Yeah. And then he punches it. Yes. Right in the boob. <laughs> and uh, it's a woman with a very unrecognizable face or features. She's kind of like smoke herself. I don't really know her name. That's about all I can say about her. I think her name was Anne in uh, in one thing we, we and Anne. Stop it. <laughs> Who? <laughs> this all is right. this it's, is Roxy. Yeah, played by Mae Whitman. Mm-hmm. Um, she's on Good Girls now. She is such a cute one of my cutie. favorite shows. Like at this time is Good Girls, and uh, she plays Christina Hendricks' sister. So they're kind of, it's an interesting dynamic. And, but yeah, she played Anne on Arrested Development. I don't know how she got this part other than maybe because she knew Michael Sarah or she's Canadian maybe. I don't know. Um, She also did voice work on Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. Everybody loved, uh, I think she was Katara. Yeah, I think so too. So they have a small fight. She says, we'll fight again. And then he had no time for her. And then uh, he's talking to Ramona about the boyfriends and she goes, he says ex-boyfriends and she goes exes. Yeah. Every time he says your ex-boyfriend, she goes exes. And it never dawns on him. There could be women in this lineup. (laughs) Um. And uh, she, he mentions envy. Yes. Uh, to her and the conversation, and you know, said that he, she had gone off to this one city, and to because she really missed her friend or something. And then she goes, and you found out two weeks later that they were they were uh, sleeping with each other. And he goes, yeah, his name was Todd. And she goes, I dated a Todd once. Yeah. And it's like, da ding. <laughs> So, <laughs> Knives is stalking Scott. Oh, yeah. Um, she also colors her hair. Yes. The same color blue. Yes. Not <laughs> creepy. And then she decides she's going to get back at Scott by dating young Neil. Yes. Because he is the backup for Scott in the band. 
he's a backup for Scott in actual life too. It seems, it seems. that way. Yeah. Um, they look very similar. Mm-hmm. In in the book, they look almost identical. Yeah. So there you go, and then uh, we get to there. They open up for Clash of Demon Head. Mm-hmm. Um, Crowd really Scott isn't feeling them. <laughs> Scott wasn't too happy about that, but they're doing it anyway. Gigs a gig. Yep, and then Clash of Demon Head plays, and it is the coolest song in the world. Yeah, uh, I think Brie Larson actually did a really good job here. Yeah. Um, the band, I keep forgetting the name of the real band that played this song. Um, but it's a really cool song, and uh, if you can find the whole entire song on YouTube. You know, kind of with the video of uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. You'll probably find the soundtrack on, like, SoundCloud or... Yeah. Not SoundCloud, uh, Spotify or, you know, Amazon Music or something. Right. I would definitely check out the soundtrack. Um, I put down Young Neil is not on this planet. I forget why. He just says something off-putting and I was like, what planet does he live on? <laughs> so, it's just weird because they they'll... The interactions that young Neil has with other people are, uh, I'm Neil. Yeah. You know? He's kind of got the, the one personality or two of a brick. I found out that they cast him through Facebook. Yeah. I don't even know how that works. <laughs> He's just like a guy. Yeah. After they play, uh, Julie comes and gets them and says, uh, Envy wants you all backstage. Right. Um, there was an interaction with Julie earlier where uh, Scott was going to go see his sister and Julie's working the counter and goes, Julie, what have you done with my sister? And she starts saying the F word a lot. But instead of the F word, it kind of like it, it's a big black box. It, it's a big black box and a buzzer goes off. Yeah. And he goes, how are you doing that with your mouth? Uh-huh. She goes, don't you black care what I'm doing. <laughs> it, it's just funny how they did it. Um, there's a. If we had the Blu-ray or DVD version of this, there's a edited version where it's the television edit, and every time they cuss, they say the word owl or owls. <laughs> so instead of, you know, the S word, they're saying, holy owls. That's funny. Yeah. I thought that was funny. I like I like non-cuss word cuss words. So they, they go back to the green room. Knives is there for some reason. Uh, she was with young Neil. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um... And it's like band versus band. They're uh-huh. just like sitting across from each other, just staring each other down like weird. And so this is where we realized really, well, we, we, we'd seen that Ramona realized Todd was the same Todd. Yeah. And so we're back here and they're kind of just X versus X. Mm-hmm. And it's really awkward. And then Knives breaks the silence and says, I kiss the lips that you have kissed. Yeah. Even though I don't think he and she and Scott kissed. I think she kissed him on the lips once. I don't think so. She had done it once, but it was like a pet kiss. Remember she said, I had never kissed a guy Yeah, I know. There was a lot of interaction between the two of them, and she came up and gave him a kiss in front of Ramona right before they broke up. That's what it was. Okay. Yes. And so, Brandon Routh, Mr. Todd, punches knives across the face. Like, dude. Knocked the highlights out of her hair. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. She she no longer has blue hair. And so, Scott challenges Todd. 
Calls him a cocky cuck. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> and they start to fight, except Todd has telekinesis. Yeah. He's got He's psychic, got psychic powers. powers. And Envy goes, He's vegan. Yeah. I'm like, and, uh, shut up. <laughs> and and she also says, being vegan makes you better than everyone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So does um, that mean that she has powers, too? No. She's not vegan. The, why wouldn't she want to be vegan, then? Who cares? It, if you're that vegan, you want your your the per- partner to also be that vegan. Probably. But we know Todd has secrets. Well, it doesn't everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, they fight. He throws Todd, he throws Scott straight up into the air. Yeah. I mean, Scott, like, when he fought Lucas Lee, he gets thrown into the castle, like, not just, you know, yeah, no. into a wall. He gets thrown all the way to the top of the castle. Uh-huh. So. Luckily, those concrete bags, you know, broke his fall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he gets thrown through walls. He gets beat up a lot. And he looks fine. Yeah, he never of looks, course. He never looks beat up. And then he decides he's going to do a bass battle with him, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. My favorite instrument in a band is the bass. So, uh, I like this. Whenever he plays the bass like this, you just see the letter D. Yeah. Because that's what chord he's He's playing. He's like D, 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 And I was like, I love that. (laughs) Um, they had to learn their instruments. Did they? Yeah. Awesome. Now, Michael Sarah knew how to play. That helps. Um, I think Allison Pill knew how to play. Everybody else had to at least learn their songs. Mm-hmm. So they know how to play their songs. That's uh, impressive. This battle comes to a head when uh, Scott wants to take a little break. Well, he's down on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got two things of coffee. One has skim milk. One has soy skim milk or whatever. Just soy, soy milk, yeah. And he's like... I'll take the one with soy. And he takes the one in the other hand that Scott isn't presenting to him. And he drinks it. Mm-hmm. And Scott goes, ha, you just drank milk. The half and half, yeah. yeah. And he start, He <laughs> just drinks his thing. And then uh, the vegan police show up. Now, you're not going to have very many movies where Superman, Captain Marvel, and the Punisher are in the same scene. Mm-hmm. But Michael Jane is in this scene as... As the vegan police. Yes. With this other guy in it. He's in everything. I recognize him too. But I can never remember his name. Yeah. But it's so funny because Thomas Jane, I think, is the only one over the age of 30 in this whole film. It makes that interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they, uh, they do some stuff. They take away Todd's powers. Yeah. And his hair instantly gets really doofy looking. Yeah. And he goes... <laughs> You may you may have been a vegan, but now you will be gone. Yeah. And he headbutts him. <laughs> and he turns into coins. That's pretty funny. And so uh, Scott looks at Envy and, and says, I'm sorry. And she goes, you just headbutted my, my boyfriend out of existence. You know, and it's yeah. like, well, you, you uh, kicked my heart in the bud. Yeah. So I think we're even, <laughs> Natalie. And then she has this moment where she kind of breaks. She goes, nobody's called me Natalie in a long time. It's yeah. Like, maybe they should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So now we're at this other club. And uh, they're having drinks. You know, Scott's kind of mad at Ramona. Yes. He's like, 
can can I just stop getting beat up for a couple days? That'd yeah. be nice. Yeah. He's like, is is there a list or is there anybody here that you haven't slept with? And I was like, oh, ouch. Yeah. Still, I get it. Right. And then they're uh, kind of mean to each other at yeah. this point. And then Roxy shows up. Yes, and he's still saying, "Boy, ex boyfriends," and she goes, "Exes." Yeah. And then they show his head. <laughs> yes. And like inside his head, there's no clue. And then gets it. Uh-huh. And it goes from, the arrow goes from no clue to gets it with a ding. Yeah. Uh, in the comic book, his brain explodes and a bird comes out. Yes. So. Hatches, hatches a chick. <laughs> and so, uh, Roxy goes to hit Scott and Ramona puts her fist in. And so it's a versus mm-hmm. battle between the two girls. Yeah. Well, Ramona said that she was bi-curious. Yes. She had a bi-curious phase. Yes. Uh, Scott calls it a sexy phase. And uh, and then Roxy goes, you might be bi-curious, but I'm bi-furious. Yes. And so, yeah, she whips out this belt that has, like, blades on it. It's like a blade whip belt mm-hmm. sword thingy. Pretty cool fight all the way through. Um, we find out that uh, Scott has to defeat her with his own fist. So Ramona uses Scott... As the fists and, as a puppet. and fights him, fights her, I mean. And then it gets a little sexy again as we find out that her O spot is right behind the knee. Yeah. Yeah, because ultimately uh, Ramona can't be involved. Right. But she does give him the, 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 the clue, you know, it's like. Just touch behind her knee. And so she owes into existence. Yep. She has an orgasm and she she explodes. But not before she says, you'll never f- make her feel the way I feel now. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Ramona ultimately does give him a list. Yeah. And then they don't see each other for a couple days because yeah. they're kind of angry at each other. Um, Ramona's out of the scene right now. We find out that... Uh, the Battle of the Bands is going to have another battle. Yes. Against the uh, Kata Niagi twins. Yeah, there's there's uh, any, uh, the ultimate goal is of these Battle of the Bands is to get a Signed. contract with G-Man. Yep, G-Man. And we keep hearing about Gideon. Mm-hmm. And we're like, hmm. 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 Played by Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> Now, this is, uh, we find out that uh, the twins here are uh, exes number five and six. Yes, because she dated them at the same time. Yep. Which is a little creepy. It's not that creepy. I know a guy that dated a, a, a woman, and then he started dating her sister at the same time. That's weird. Well, like, I know that's that's a fantasy for some people, but, yeah. you know, it well, just seems it's complicated. it's not like they were in a three-way or anything. It's just that... He didn't tell one of them that he was dating her. Well, I think these two twins knew about each they other. They probably did. Yeah. Uh, Ramona has green hair now. She's in the audience. Mm-hmm. This is going to be an amp versus amp. I like this idea. Now, Steve, uh, he, Steven, he gets uh, a little riled up. He gets slapped As around always. a lot. Yes. Um, Scott is the backbone of this group. And as the backbone of this group, he has to keep... Steven in line. Yes. And to do that, he slaps him. Yes. It's electronica versus 
rock garage rock mm-hmm. and um, it's pretty cool yeah so the the twins start this battle and you immediately see the sound waves coming across to the other band mm-hmm. and i was like this is going to be a really cool scene and it blows a roof off it does i mean it's it's really literally blows yeah, a roof off yeah i mean it's just good stuff and so scott's band starts playing and so the waves kind of come back and forth but then the twins create twin dragons yep dragons coming out they attack they blow them off the stage basically With, like cold yeah yeah and steven's like we're never gonna win we're never gonna win scott has to pick him up and slap him again he's like we're gonna win let's mm-hmm. just, just keep going and yeah. he, scott's full of rage because he keeps seeing uh gideon talking to ramona and he just found clued in that ramona and gideon were together at one point yes that makes and sense. so yeah. he's all full of rage, and so their sound monster turns into a yeti to beat up the other sound monster of the twin dragons. The yeti wins. the The twins are turned into coins, and uh, Ramona and Gideon are gone. Yes. So he goes on the chase. Gideon's like, "Hey guys, I yeah." He calls sign, them from outside. I want to sign you, sex bomb guys. Yeah. We're the sex. He bomb. never can say their mm-hmm. name right. To be fair. I have trouble with it, too. <laughs> yeah. So, they sign, but Scott quits the band because he's not going to sign on Gideon's label. Mm-hmm. Young Neil is now the, the new bass player. It was so funny how he just sidestepped right in. He was yeah. like, I'll do it. Yeah, he's like, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm a bass player. Scott goes home. Yeah. And we have another funny scene. Yep. Yeah, he, he turns on the light and screams... And you hear Karen, Colgan, uh, Wallace say, turn off the lights. And then, you know, a little bit later, uh, he goes, so you may have seen some junk. Yeah. <laughs> may have seen a dude's junk. <laughs> and uh, and he again tells Scott that it's time for him to move out. Yeah. Like, aggressively tells him to move out. Yes. He's like, like you could live with Ramona. And it's like, well, we broke up. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Still going to have to find another place to live. Right. And which makes sense. I mean, he's he's a grown man with a relationship, and he's trying to have a life. Mm-hmm. You got to move on at some point. So a whole bunch of stuff happens, and uh, Scott gathers up the courage to go to the Chaos Theater. Gideon invites him there. Well, yeah, but he gets the courage to do it. Oh, yeah. Like... He has to muster up courage because he's not going to do it at first. Uh, I think Wallace is the one who... who yeah, pep talks him. Yeah, he goes, I, I was wrong about what I said earlier. I want you to go over there and kick his butt or something. Yeah. You got to fight. So he does it. Um, this is not the first Coke Zero reference. Um, but when he gets there, he's offered a Coke Zero. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Sex Bob-Omb's playing. They're all dressed in suits. Except for Kim, has Kim like is a in like bow. a maid outfit. Yeah, and I was like, she maybe looks really unhappy. Maybe they're butlers and maids, like like slaves. Well, I I was pretty sure it was like the corporate thing, especially after 
Kim starts, you know, she does the one, two, three with the mm-hmm. drumsticks, and she goes, we're sex bomb and uh, we sold out, basically. Yeah, and you we know? sell out and stuff. <laughs> we make money and sell out yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Instead of, uh, and we, we sing about death and sadness and stuff. So when Scott got to the Chaos Theater, it immediately said level one. Yeah. And each, each place he had to go through, it was a level. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was pretty creative on the uh, the gamer aspect of this. Right. It's like you know you're getting to the final boss. And he fights. Well, he he calls out Gideon, and Gideon's like, "Oh, you're gonna fight me? Whatever, dude." Mm-hmm. You know. And Scott, uh, Jason Schwartzman is not this cool. No. And he's never been this cool, mm-hmm. but he's this cool here. Uh, but Scott says he loves Ramona. And then immediately a sword comes out of yes. his chest. Yes, because when he tried to tell Ramona he loved her before this, he said, I lesbian you. Yeah. I lesbians you. <laughs> I said lesbians. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah, he he gets the power of love sword. And he goes, he fights. It he looks fights like he's going to win. all the people in the audience, basically. Yeah, he wins down there. He fights Gideon. Um, and Knives interrupts this. Yep. And so he goes and he interrupts because he keeps hearing Knives say, you stole my boyfriend. Right. So he goes up and breaks those two girls up and is like, no, she didn't steal steal me. You know, and it turns out, you know, they find out that and she's like, he cheated. You cheated on me. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just like kicking a kitten in I the know. face. It's like, it's don't just hurt like, the little girl. The poor little kitten just, just <laughs> needs some love. Uh-huh. And because he took this time out, Gideon takes advantage and kills him. Right. One thing we forgot to mention is at the end of the, the amp versus amp battle, when they defeated the twins... Scott got a one-up. He sure did. So, uh, at this point, Gideon has has uh, sorted him through through the back, right through the heart. Yep. Scott he's, is now he's, dead. He stabbed him with the sword. He didn't just sword him. Yes. Yeah, he stabbed him hard. <laughs> <laughs> and Scott's dead. And uh, credits roll. Everybody's sad. This movie makes no sense. No. Oh, uh, we we go into the the super space highway, subspace highway. Mm-hmm. Ramona is there now. Um, we find out that there is a literal chip in the back of Ramona's head, right. so that Gideon can get into her head. Yep, Gideon is that evil. Yes. Now in the book, he's been collecting girlfriends, like yeah. ex girlfriends, and this is how he was doing it. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. So that's just weird. Uh, so we have to have round two. Yes. So we've also in this, this highway is where Scott gets his, uh, one up. Yes. He, he redeems his one up, which and, is an extra life for anyone who's not a gamer. And then he gets to the final thing again, calls out Gideon again. It's very Groundhog Day-ish. It's a little different. Except this time he earned the power of self-respect. Yes. And a new sword comes out of his chest. Yes, because in his death state, he goes, but I learned something. Yeah. So he came back with a different mission on the second go-round of this level. And he had to start all the way back from leaving the apartment Mm -hmm. and go through. He did have a two-time bonus. And he righted wrongs in the past, including apologizing to Kim. 
um, which gained extra points for him. And yeah. she, when she starts the uh, the music this time, she goes, "And we're gonna watch Scott kick your butt or something, yeah. you know, like that." So, so everybody likes Scott at the end of this. And uh, Knives shows up again after he's kind of defeated Ben. Oh, uh, not Ben Schwartz. Well, he knocks he kinda, Ben over. Yeah, he kind of. His name's Gideon. Yeah, stop he calling He kind of knocks him down the stairs, and then he goes, okay, Knives, I know you're here. Knives starts a fight with Ramona. He stops the fight, and then... He uh, comes clean. Yeah, and then Jason, you know, Gideon just beats the crap out of Ramona. Yes. And so and Knives and Scott is like... That's when their fight yeah, they're, starts. Yeah, they're, they're two times. What's funny about when, because uh, there's nothing funny about hitting a girl, but what's no, funny about is. this scene is uh, it says bad. When he, instead of pal, it says bad. Yeah. <laughs> bad. And when when the two team up to fight Gideon, it says good. <laughs> yeah. So Knives and, and Scott kind of team up. Yeah, it's, face like, Gideon. it's like they're doing the DDR. Yeah. And then they defeat him. Um, they kick his head clean off. He turns into a million coins. Steven goes, so we're not, we're not going to get paid. And Kim's like, well, our contract is void now. Yeah. So he starts <laughs> gathering up as many coins as he can. Yeah, he's got his shirt out. He's yeah. just throwing, <laughs> shoveling coins in there. I think Neil, Neil starts mm-hmm. doing it, too. Um, then everything's cool. They're having their, like, final talk, and then uh, Nega Scott shows up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is a ghost version of Scott, kind of like evil Scott. Yeah. Except uh, they got too much in common. They're going to have brunch in the morning. <laughs> They're just good friends. <laughs> Not, him, him and Knives were supposed to end up together in the original script. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because the final book hadn't been written yet. Yes. And so the writer of the book said... Well, no, Ramona and him are going to get together because he's been fighting for her this whole entire time. Why would he go back with knives? Exactly. And so the script writers and the script doctors, whatever you want to call it, they rewrote it. But there is a filmed version of him leaving with uh, knives instead of Ramona. One probably tested better than the other because I guarantee you the money was there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Um. But he leaves with Ramona after him and Knives have a really nice conversation. Yeah. And she goes, she goes, well, you've been, you've been fighting for her this whole time. Mm-hmm. Not me. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, okay. And, and she's going to be fine. She's 17. Yeah. She's 17. She's she cues a button. Her she's, whole damn life in yeah, front of her. She's going to be fine. And that's basically it. And they, they leave through the star door. Yep. And Yeah credits and they do it i'm sure that happens that's just not <laughs> on the screen um yeah this is one of my favorite movies we haven't done this movie yet for several reasons one of them is because it is one of my favorite movies and mm. i felt it was a lot more popular than it is uh, no, I don't, yeah i don't know everybody i know likes this movie mm-hmm. but i know nerds yes so I don't know if anybody outside of my wheelhouse likes this movie. Or is it say seen it? I say it's it's one of those perfect movies. It's up there with The Godfather. Um, that's really placing it on a pedestal. Yeah. It's a perfect movie. 
Hmm. Everything about this movie makes you want to see the next scene. There, there was a, a, a moment where I had a couple of cringes. One was where uh, Ramona was going to come over for dinner and he asked Wallace to leave so he didn't gay up the place. Yeah. I kind of cringed at that. They made a joke of it and everything. Um, and then the other time is when he was... It was the day he was with Knives, and he was kind of out of it. And she goes, why don't you come to dinner, and you can meet my parents? And he goes, are we going to have Chinese? And then uh, he said something no. else, and I was like, you're getting racist. Stop it. It's not racist. <laughs> They're Chinese. It'll be Chinese food. It, Even if it's hamburgers, it's Chinese food. Because Chinese people are making it. That's just, that's dumb. That is not dumb. <laughs> um, so this movie did not make its money. Oh, no. Not at um, all. I think it was like a $64 million budget. It made like that 40. It only made about 40, that $40 million. Yeah. Um, and that's worldwide. Yeah. So that's not good. Now, it may have made up its money in uh, rental sales later. Netflix. Yeah. It's It's been on Netflix forever. Has it? Oh, yeah. We just watch it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I would say... It's easy to find. It's an easy watch. Oh, yeah. Just watch this film. Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised. Yeah, I enjoy the movie. Um, the music is great. Mm-hmm. The art direction is perfect. Um, there's there's some really... It keeps your attention. Yeah, there's some really good cinematic scenes, like when uh, it's snowing and they go to the, the swing sets. Mm-hmm. You know, everything in the background is black. Yeah. So the white snow really stands out. You see their footprints and everything. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Ramona skates away and the uh, the snow melts under her skates. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I thought that was cool. Uh, there's just a lot of style in mm-hmm. this movie. Mm-hmm. This movie got Edgar Wright uh, to direct Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man. Oh, really? Yeah, except it didn't happen. He got kicked off the project. I was going to say. Yeah. But it got him that job. Yeah. And uh, his his original, I think his original screen test that he did for Ant Man is still in the Ant Man movie. Really? Yeah, where he's Ant Man's growing and mm-hmm. then shrinking, punching a guy out, flipping him around. Yeah, all that was there. Oh, okay. So they just uh, disagreed on other reasons mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I won't know. Yeah. So anyway, tell us what you think about this movie. On our Facebook, we are Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at Funtime Movies One. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. If you like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, you might like our next film that we talk about. Don't know what it's called yet, but we'll figure it out. So, anyway, go watch a movie. <laughs>